Support for this podcast and the following message come from Allianz Travel Insurance. A travel delay can cost you more than just time. Learn why 70 million American travelers protect their trips with Allianz Travel Insurance. Get a quote at AllianzTravelInsurance.com. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Janine Herbst. President Biden says the U.S. will join Jordan in airdropping food aid into Gaza in the coming days. He says he's also looking at the possibility of a marine corridor for aid, as NPR's Michelle Kellerman reports. A day after what he called a tragic and alarming event when more than 100 Palestinians were killed after a crowd swarmed aid trucks in northern Gaza, President Biden is promising to do more. We're going to insist that Israel facilitate more trucks and more routes to get more and more people the, the help they need. No excuses because the truth is aid flowing to Gaza is nowhere nearly enough. Biden says there needs to be hundreds of trucks a day, not just a few, adding that innocent lives are on the line in Gaza. He says he's also pushing for a deal to bring about a six-week ceasefire if Hamas releases more hostages. Michelle Kellerman, NPR News, the State Department. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis vetoed a controversial bill that would have barred anyone under 16 from having social media accounts. Tristan Wood of member station WFSU reports DeSantis says the bill didn't give parents enough say. Several states have recently passed laws regulating children's social media access, but the Florida legislation was among the most restrictive. DeSantis signaled he would veto the bill last week. You got to strike that proper balance uh, when you're looking at these things uh, between uh, policy that is helping parents get to where they want to go versus policy that that may be, uh, you know, just over outright overruling parents. The move now sets the stage for Florida lawmakers to rush through another bill that allows parents a say in whether their kids can be on social media and addresses DeSantis's concerns. That proposal is set to roll out next week. For NPR News, I'm Tristan Wood in Tallahassee. In the Texas panhandle, at least two people are dead in the Smokehouse Creek fire. The Texas Newsroom's Rachel Oshier Lindley reports the blaze is now one of the largest wildfires in U.S. history. It's consumed more than a million acres and destroyed ranch lands and homes. Residents of the small towns in the fire's path are assessing the damage and banding together to help their neighbors. Shella Carr is one of the few thousand residents of Canadian Texas, which had to be briefly evacuated earlier this week. She says everyone's pitching in. My husband's actually a volunteer firefighter, so he's been gone the entire time. But we totally have the town corralled right now and helping each other out. We're helping move stuff in to rent houses for anybody whose house is burned. The fire also took out power lines, leaving some here without electricity. Providers are hoping to have it restored by early next week. For NPR News, I'm Rachel Osier-Lindley in the Texas Panhandle. Wall Street, higher by the closing bell. You're listening to NPR News from Washington. Mexico's presidential race is now officially underway. NPR's Ada Peralta reports the two main candidates are women. Xochitl Galvez, the leader of the opposition coalition, opened her campaign at midnight in Zacatecas, a region that has been battered by cartel violence. She promised if elected president she would build a huge prison and have zero sympathy for criminals. Se 
There will be no more hugs for criminals. The law will be the law, she said. The other main candidate is Claudia Sheinbaum, the former mayor of Mexico City and protege of the hugely popular current president. She has promised to continue the policies of the current government, and so far, polls show she is leading by some 20 points. Ada Pralta, NPR News, Mexico City. Walgreens and CVS will start carrying the abortion drug mifepristone soon in select states. This after getting FDA certification. It's one of two drugs used together in medication abortions. But mifepristone remains at the center of an ongoing legal battle between people who don't support abortion rights and the FDA. Anti-abortion rights groups sued the FDA in 2022 over approval of the drug, which has been in use for more than 20 years. A federal judge ruled in their favor last year, but the Supreme Court is set to hear the case later this month. Wall Street higher by the closing bell. The Dow up 90 points. The Nasdaq up 183. That's up 1.1 percent. The S&P 500 up 40. I'm Janine Herbst, NPR News in Washington. Support for NPR and the following message come from Bombas. Bombas makes absurdly soft socks, underwear, and T-shirts. And for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash NPR and use code NPR.